Hello, everybody. This is Kevin James. I am doing something a little different today. I'm actually going to interview myself. I'm going to tell you a little bit about my story, starting from birth all the way into about my junior year of high school. So sit back and relax and listen to my story, and next week you'll hear part two. Thanks for joining us. We would love to hear from you what the Lord is doing in your life or have seen in others. Write us at stories at themillenniumbeat.com or call us and leave a voicemail at 407-624-9957. We at The Millennium Beat are looking forward to hearing what the Lord is doing in your life. Remember that The Millennium Beat is helping people share their stories. Welcome to the Millennium Beat Podcast, where we like to encourage the world one story at a time. Now get ready to hear stories from around the world that encourage and uplift you. Now to the show with your host, Kevin James. Hello, everybody. This is Kevin James, and you are listening to the Millennium Beat. Normally, I'm sitting down with somebody in person or on the phone or Zoom and interviewing them, talking about their life and what has happened, what God is doing in their lives and stuff like that. But today I'm gonna to do a little different. I'm gonna tell you a little bit about myself. We're gonna do this in two parts. This week we're gonna talk basically from my birth all the way up to my junior year of high school. And then next year, next year, next week, we are gonna pick up from the senior year you know, on from there to now. So let's start off with, I was born January 18th, 1963 in a town called Fitchburg, Massachusetts and a hospital called Burbank Hospital. That hospital now is no longer taking people as a sense it was back then. It's changed. It's, I don't know what it is, but it's changed. My parents were Paul F. Kelly, Paul Francis Kelly, if I remember right, and Claire T. Lamro, and then she became Kelly when she married my dad. Um, I'm sure he was from Fitchburg. I'm not sure if she was from Fitchburg or from Gardner. I'm not 100% sure. He have many years go by. Kind of forget little things that um, that happen, some details. It happens if you don't write down everything. Hey, you got to forget some things, right? Um, I don't remember what house I went to because I think we at one time we had two houses. I know we lived on Myrtle Avenue, 96 Myrtle Avenue, which was near Fitchburg State College, which now is called Fitchburg State University. So now some of the interesting things. Um, I spent the first five years or so in and out of hospitals for two problems. One of them, my stomach was hurting, and no one could figure out why. And the other one, I wouldn't talk. Go figure. I made up for that right now, I bet. So they don't know why. Um, basically, the reason why they said everybody did everything for me, I didn't really need to talk. My sisters, my brothers, my parents, they just did it. So I didn't have to talk. And I don't remember exactly how long that lasted. I think I'm recalling that maybe until about six years old, Got to remember, I was the baby of the family, and uh, I was spoiled. So, starting off with, I went to a school called Holy Family um, for kindergarten and first grade. Some of the stories I remember about that school, recess, um, they jump roped in recess. I wouldn't do it because that was for girls. Hey, I don't know how old you are when you're in kindergarten, first grade, maybe Probably five or six years old, but uh, nope, I wouldn't do it. That's for girls. Things have changed, sure. How now? Um, 
me see. We could substitute parts of our food for other parts, such as if I didn't want to eat beans that day, I could eat double hot dogs. That was pretty cool. I do remember that. Now, from Holy Family, I went to a school called St. Bernard's Elementary School, grades two through six, and I unfortunately had to repeat the third grade. So I went for about six years. Now, there's some things I remember about that school. Um, one of the things I liked from the school before is I could substitute. Well, this school, you couldn't substitute. And um, that was not really a nice thing. I didn't really like that. Having nuns was an interesting thing because they were both Catholic schools, but this one was a little bit stricter. And one of the nuns in the cafeteria tried to make me eat beets. And to this day, I still don't like beets. Uh, basically made me sick and she ended up wearing it. That's how the story I think went, went on. But another thing that happened to me during that year was uh, there was a drawing for some reason. You know, we have bake sales and stuff like that. And I won two cakes. So I had to call home to come and get me at the end of the day and take me home with my cakes. You know, so another thing I remember from that years as I, I must have been an instigator because I was in line for food and I was irritating the guy behind me enough that he wanted to punch me. And when he tried, I moved and he punched the person in front of me. Uh, since I was taller than the guy in front of me, well, that guy got hit in the face where the other guy was actually trying to hit my shoulder. But, uh, you know, those things kind of happen when you're kids, you know. Uh, most of the time, throughout my years at St. Bernard's, there were teachers that were nuns, as I said earlier. But one year, I did have a male teacher. And I remember him doing an April Fool's joke, saying the weather was really nice outside. We can go outside with no shoes on. And, and then he said, oh, Apple Fools. You know, so... But that was an interesting story. <laughs> now, I went on to um, the nuns being very strict, as I said earlier. But there was one time that a friend of mine was taking a test. And I think I was taking a test, too. But uh, the teacher said, oh, pencils down. And he didn't put down his pencils right away. He kept going for a couple of seconds longer. So she went up to him. And she, um, back then when you could hit kids <laughs> in school, she hit him with a ruler on his knuckles. So, um, yeah, I guess he learned his lesson. When she says, put down the pencils, you put down the pencils. Uh, I remember having a bazaar every year. I don't know if it was the end of school. I don't remember. Uh, they had fireworks at the end, and they had, let me see, what was it called? You guys call it elephant ears here in Florida, but it was fried dough. Uh, it was good. I still like it to this day. So anytime I go to a bazaar, I can have ele elephant ears or um fried dough it's really really good so i do remember the school it was on top of a field or a hill actually and looking down over a um a football field but it also was next to in looking down over a cemetery which both my parents and my brother tommy are buried in i don't remember a lot about elementary school other than just the bits and pieces of six years i do i remember a friend of mine getting thrown out of school for doing things or having things in his locker that he wasn't supposed to. I remember another guy, I think his name was Tommy, not sure, uh, came over to my house and spent some you know, time over with me and stuff like that. And I, um, I didn't live close to school, so I couldn't walk. I had to take a bus. Now, I do remember a story, I'm not sure if it was then or earlier, that I missed the bus. And because my third cousin owned a bus company, so I got a private you know, chauffeur you know, to the school because I missed my bus. So. 
Uh, as I said, I was there until about sixth grade. Didn't play any sports. Um, I re another thing I remember one time we have a snowstorm. I was looking out the window waiting for the buses to get there because it was snowing pretty bad. We had to go home early. But there's not a lot of things I remember from the elementary days. Do remember that I was in class. I couldn't read the board. Found out that I needed glasses. That was an interesting experience. Um, I pretty much, I, I don't really remember a lot. Uh, again, it was a while ago. So, But from sixth grade, I, I went to a school called McKay Campus School, which is a sub-school of the Fitchburg State College. It was for grades 7, 8, and actually 9. But I never did complete into ninth grade. I stayed, uh, I left on after 8th grade. It was basically a junior high for me. So these are some of the things that I remember from that year. That I walked to school, but later on I rode my bike and left it at a friend of a family that lived next to the school. Uh, I was taking uh, photographs as, let me see, I was taking photographs as a class um, that made, we made a pinhole camera, it was a disposable one, well years before they ever came out with those things. Uh, I remember being in a dark room, the fire alarm going off. Um, get out of the dark room nobody was there everybody was outside for the fire you know that was gone i don't know where everybody went let me see what else um oh i ran for class representative and won uh, i don't remember the class name or number or whatever it was um i was the junior okay being this is junior high i did go out for soccer for two years and i played junior high uh, i was making uh, fun of a lot because I had glasses that tinted and they would call me names and you know like kids do so um, There was this girl I used to hang around with Her name was Louisa Piawanski. She was a doctor's daughter and had pigtails you know, blonde hair and we we're good friends for a long time We hung out together and eventually she says I'm gonna change your name. So I was no longer Kevin. I was now Steve now she went she went on to a Catholic school Back to that St. Bernard's, but this time now St. Bernard's High School, I didn't go there. So she kind of really, I wouldn't say she stopped being friends with me, but we kind of really lost contact after that and really nothing really happened. I went to a technical high school. The high school's name is Montessori Regional Vocational Technical High School. Short name, Money Tech. And I tell you a little bit about there. Let me see. Okay, before I go into that, let me talk about some other things that I, th I think um, I can remember. Living on Myrtle Avenue, that's basically where I was pretty much from the time I was born until 1981, which I was a um, senior of high school, I think I lived there. So I, I can remember my room. I was on the first floor. It was a three-story building. Uh, my sister ended up living on the second floor above us. She had two kids, Tara and Davin, and so I grew up with them. And now Tara and I are 12 years apart, just like the distance between me and my sister, Paula, which happens to be Tara's mom. So I'm in the middle between Tara and Paula. So it was, it was interesting. Um, I can see what my sister was going through when she was taking care of me at 12. I was a little brat. <laughs> Uh, pretty much because I grew up spoiled. I grew up, I was the only child, not the only child, but I say I was the only child of five because there's six years difference between me and my brother Michael, then my sister Patty, and then my brother Tommy, and then my other sister Paula. So as I said, so it kind of, I don't remember the exact ages. All I know is between me and Michael is six years, between me and Paula, uh, 12 years. 
So everybody else was in the middle. So by the time I was 12, you know, my brother was already out of high school. Uh, my sister was 24. I don't even know. She might have even been married by that time. I can't remember. It was 1972. So 72, I was 11. Yeah, I was 11 years old. My sister, I think my sister got married in 72. Hey, she'll have to tell me if it wasn't. So, um, but um, well, we'll see what goes on. Um, as I said, my family was my mom and dad, my brother Paula, my brother Paula, my sister Paula, Tommy, Patty, Michael, and myself. Now, unfortunately, Tommy was a manic depressive, and we had challenges with him through the whole life until he died in 1975, March 1st, I think, uh, which was only make me like 12 years old. So, um, back, so I wasn't even in junior high yet, I don't think. So, but I spent a little time with him. Um, but not much. My other brother, I didn't really see a lot. He was more of a little loner and, uh, still to this day, pretty much. So, but, um, let me see. All right. Yeah. During the early years, um, as I said, my sister Paula was older than me. So she started dating this guy named Ronald Wallet, Wallet, as they say, Wallet. And he, they obviously eventually got married and had two kids. But I hung out with them a lot, or, or should say they took care of me, uh, which would, uh, I say is definitely was a nightmare. Uh, being a spoiled brat, baby brat, uh, you know, you can't make me go to sleep. I'm going to stay up forever. No, I'm staying up all day, all night, all week, all year, whatever, you know. So I can just imagine it, what a little crazy guy that I had to be, to be you know, for them. Uh, other things I remember one time, I still have a scar on my hand. I can look at it, at it right now. It was because I didn't get my way and I put my hand through a window. So I still have a scar on my right hand. So it just shows you, you know, uh, I just would get my way. So, but um, as I said, I started off Holy Family, went to St. Bernard's. Then I went to McKay for two years. Some of the things that I also remember at McKay, was this girl that I liked but didn't like me. But then on the other hand, there was this other girl that liked me. I could remember, we kind of switched coats. Coach, not coaches, coats. Ugh, get my words out. Um, we, you know, She wanted to wear my coat, so I let her. And then I wore my other friend's coat. And I just wasn't, unfortunately, interested in her. Um, again, I don't know how old I was. It was, you know, it was, you know, teenagers years. So, um, so I did that. There was other things. Told you that I was um, photography, uh, ran for class, uh, represented. The reason why I ran for class, I was kind of influenced in politics a little bit. My mother had a good friend that her son was the mayor of Fitchburg, Massachusetts, back in the 70s. Um, Gamartin, I think his name was Dave Gamartin, if I remember. Her name. I don't remember her name. But um, that carries on later on to when I get into high school. Um, from high school, from McKay, I said, I told you Louisa wanted me to go to St. Bernard's, but I didn't. I went to a school, as I said, Monty Tech. Um, in the first year, we have what they call LAP, the LAP program, learn at your own pace. Um, that was different for me. That doesn't really work for me um, because it would have been, I would have finished high school in about f six years because I was usually a little bit slower. So from the, okay. Um, what else do I remember about freshman year? Um, it was like 300 students. 
uh, we used to have to take a test and you know get it qualified to go there and stuff like that so we had um well we had trades and we spent like the first three quarters of the first year testing out these trades um one of them was house carpentry cabinet making graphic design and computer science now i i like carpentry it was really interesting and i still like it to this day and, and i've kind of been a carpenter's helper a lot and um, since I don't do, do it often, I, I know I'm not sure myself, but I do like it. Um, graphic design was pretty cool too. Um, but, and cabinet, cabinet making was cool, but I seen some videos of people getting their hands cut off or fingers cut off and I go, yeah, I don't really think that is, is good for me. So I, I decided to say, what's the safest? I said, well, my brother, Michael worked for Fritchburg state and I used to go up and visit him and I was an older looking kid. So a lot of kids, you know, in college thought I was in college because I was five foot 10, you know, um, tall. So I was actually tall looking and athletic burn because I, I did soccer and stuff like that. So, so I said, okay, let's take computer science. I said, Mike's taking it. I can take it. So, so I um, decided to take my um, classes as um, computer science. And that's how I get into computer science, you know, so. And I like photography. One of the things I think about is life is funny how you have different parts of your life put together. If you look back, it becomes like a roadmap. Like if you look at the things that I do today um, and I look back at my photography, I'm a photographer, I'm a videographer. I've worked at television stations well over almost 20 years now. Uh, I do video weddings I do other stuff, um, I, um, graphic designing. I'm always have to design um, different things for you know letters or you know logos and stuff like that. So I like that. So and I like to dabble. If I had a house that I could do it in, I probably would have a shop that I could build things and. Um, I just create things a lot in my mind. So th that's pretty cool. But my point was the fact that a lot of times God has given us the ability, you know, over a lifetime to do different things that will lead us to what we really are supposed to be doing in our lives. So, so, so as I said, a freshman year was lap system, which changed on our sophomore year. I don't really remember a lot about, um, sophomore year, but let's back up a little bit to freshman year. Being that I um, was a soccer player, I played right halfback. Um, we had forward halfbacks, and then um, I can't remember. We had the goalie, and um, I don't know, defensive line. You know, it, was, it was like a four-three, four-three-two type of, and you know, and then one obviously for the um, for the uh, goal player, goal goalie. Um, so I played halfback, right half. Um, I think maybe sometimes I played center. I was right-footed. So I, that's why I was on the right side. Uh, the neat thing about it is I used to be a mean sliding tackle. I was killer Kelly. I mean, I, I would just run through people, get the ball. I would never get penalized because I would always get the ball. But um, I think to this day, I still have a little slight knee injury because of that. But uh, it was fun. And, but the story about, you know, soccer. Uh, my freshman year, I went out with this coach because he wanted me to go out. But it wasn't soccer. It was cross-country running. And I said, okay. So they had a meet. So I went with them on the bus. 
and kind of seeing them do their meet and stuff like that. And if you've been anybody's been to a cross country meet, it's a little different than watching a you know soccer game or a basketball game. It's just a little bit different. But wherever we were, whatever school we were, they had a soccer game going, and I kind of said, you know, cross country is cool. But I think really where I need to be is out there on the field playing soccer. So, so I decided, I said, coach, I'm not really going to be interested in cross country. He said, okay. So I said, let me join soccer. So found the coach and said, I want to join. So I did that for uh, three years. I did that freshman through senior, no, excuse me, freshman through junior. Uh, and then I decided to do something else. And I'll get into that next week. This, as I said, this podcast is going to be a little short, but you know, and that's pretty much it. Because I'm going to leave the rest of the stuff for 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 next week, which we'll talk about um, from my latter junior year, which I don't really remember. About. Most of it starts my senior year, and then work away my way to 2020, and what things are going on right now. So I'm pretty much have kind of said what I really want to say for my younger years make this podcast really short and I appreciate you listening. Um, tune in next week for the rest of the story and see what God has done in my life from this point on. So thanks for listening, everybody. This has been your host and person who's been talking, Kevin James. So we'll see you next week at the same time on the same channel. Take care. Thanks for tuning in today to the Millennium Beat Podcast. I hope you heard something that was encouraging to you. We'd like to hear from you with your story, so write us at stories at themillenniumbeat.com or give us a call at 407-624-9957 and leave us a voicemail. You may also find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and we have a YouTube channel. Please like us and share us with your friends. You may also go to our website at themillenniumbeat.com and you'll find our podcast and our YouTube video. You also may find a calendar there with past and future guests and dates and times. Plus, another way for you to contact us with your stories or questions. This has been a Millennium Beat LLC production, copyright 2020. Views and opinions of the guests are not always the views and opinions of the Millennium Beat LLC. You've been listening to the Millennium Beat with your host, Kevin James. I'm going to give you a little snippet of a show called Family Matters with your host, Paul Kendall. If you want to hear more shows like that, go to KindleFamilyNetwork.com. Once again, I'd like to thank Paul Kendall for the use of his show. Welcome to Family Matters, a daily look inside the real world of parents and their children. I'm your host, Paul Kendall. Did you ever stop and think that when you make agreements to buy things on credit that some of the money in your bank account doesn't actually belong to you, it belongs to them? You may say, no, it's my money, but it was you that agreed to give it to them in exchange for the thing that you so badly wanted. But hey, it's the American way. Buy now, pay later. Well, consider another American way. Families are torn apart by financial devastation every day. According to the Administrative Office of the U.S. Courts, more than 1.6 million Americans declared personal bankruptcy in 2003. It's the largest number of bankruptcies in U.S. history, 
In the early years of our marriage, my wife and I waved credit cards around like magic wands. It really didn't matter how much something cost. What mattered was the monthly payment. If we could afford to get it for a dollar down and a dollar a day, we'd take it home. But the end result was such financial devastation that we couldn't even afford to pay our own rent. We hated to answer the phone for fear of creditors and our whole family suffered. We were angry at everybody, the landlord, the car finance company, the cable company, power company, and phone company. They were the enemy, and they were all out to get us. You know, it's amazing the revelation you get when you're sitting in the dark with no car, no cable, and no phone. We realized that our mess was no one's fault but our own. So we moved into a little two-bedroom duplex, stopped spending on anything but the bare necessities, and followed a well-established budget. This new budget allowed us to govern our spending proportionately to our income. Now, it wasn't easy, but it worked. Within two years, we paid off everything and saved up $5,000 to buy our home. Proverbs 24.3 says, Through wisdom a house is built, and by understanding it is established. By knowledge the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. God's wisdom will help you navigate your way from debt to financial stability. Build your house with wisdom. You can get started by creating a sound budget and asking God to help you work your plan. So, give the landlord and the utility companies a break and admit, we have found the enemy and they are us. That's Family Matters. I'm Paul Kendall. For more Family Matters and a free copy of our budget guide, log on to ziontabernacle.com.